Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. Good morning, my friends, on this Saturday morning. Good morning. I hope that you have gotten a good night's rest and that you're ready to dive into the Word of God. As you know, we have been in the book of Hosea, and we are down almost to the end of this book of Hosea. We are now diving in today to chapter 14. And as you know, through from chapter 1 all the way through chapter 13, man, it has been a bumpy ride. We have learned so much about what the community at the time of Hosea was doing, how they faced consequences for doing so, and what God made sure that they would experience because of it. And now, although we have seen so many different transitions occur and the people still were not adhering to the message that Hosea was bringing forward to them this is the last of the pleading like I always say of the warning signs of the he 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 moment as we're gonna dive into chapter 14 if you have your Bibles ready this is what it says, starting in verse 1. O Israel, return to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled because of your iniquity. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, take away all iniquity. Receive us graciously, for we will offer the sacrifices of our lips. Assyria shall not save us. We will not ride on horses. Nor will we say any more to the work of our hands, you are our gods. For in you the fatherless finds mercy. Father, thank you so much for your word. We know that in this pleading moment that Hosea was bringing forth the message to the children of Israel at the time to this community, he was really letting them know that it still was a moment of opportunity to turn back, to run back to the Lord, to be, um, you know, in his presence, to ask for forgiveness. So my friends, this is what um, we're going to dive into. So Lord, thank you so much for this word. Amen. You know, we are constantly, my friends, being told in so many ways in our lives today, the things that we could avoid, the things that we could, you know, turn away from that we know that are not good for us. And then most of all, of how we can honor God in our lives. But what happens, my friends, is we get so caught up you know, in everyday society life, 
in the things that we see in front of our eyes, in the things we hear in our ear gates, you know, and even in the things that might even be given to us. You know, we, we start to see things a little different um, because we get distracted. And being distracted is not a good thing when we're supposed to be focusing on certain things, especially when it comes according to what the Lord has asked us to do or to run away from or to run to. And um, as you know, with all these chapters we've already read, you know, the children of Israel, the children of Ephraim, you know, the house of Joseph, they were all just doing their own thing. They were all creating for themselves their all these idols and they were for themselves patting themselves on the back for everything they felt that they had accomplished for themselves not realizing that a lot of the blessings that they had received came from you know our heavenly father but what happens is we we forget we don't do these things we continue to you know, uh, seek out whatever we feel in the moment Moment is the best thing for us. But do, but lo, lo and behold, we don't realize that whatever we're fulfilling in the moment of satisfaction or happiness is something that can come and hurt us later on. So when it says here, O Israel, return to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled because of your iniquity, you know, it's like, hey guys, you know, return to your heavenly father, return to God, you know, because you really have taken a major fall because of everything that you've done, all your wickedness, all your unfaithfulness, you know, all, all the things that you've done to yourself, your family, your community, that has unfortunately led you down a road to destruction has led you down to a road that has taken everything away from you that God had blessed you with, has put you in a place of doing things that are not of God, going against God's commandments, going against, you know, what he had asked you to, to do. And when this is, you know, told to us, it's a moment of like, hear ye, hear ye, like, stop what you're doing. Like, oh my gosh, enough is enough. Turn around. You still have the opportunity to come back to God. You still have an opportunity to ask for forgiveness. You still have an opportunity to surrender the sin. Stop the sin. Get rid of the sin. You still have an opportunity to do so much. To still continue to be embraced by God. And for you to embrace God. So that you can fulfill your purpose in this life. Accordingly to how God wants you to fulfill it. And then it says, take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, take away all iniquity. Receive us graciously. In other words, you know, when you're running back to God, you're like, hey, God, here I am again. I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh, Lord, I, I screwed up. I messed up. Please, Lord, cleanse me. Take me. Take away this sin that I've done. Take away this pain that I'm suffering with. Take away this hurt in my heart that I put there or created for myself. God, please take away everything that I've done. Take away the sin that I've committed, the people I've hurt. Take away what I've even done to myself. Maybe I've even hurt myself. You know, there's a lot of people doing things these days, my friends, 
where um, they have done so wrong that now they start hurting themselves, they start cutting themselves, they do suicide attempts, you know, they, um, they drink themselves, you know, to drunkenness, you know, they get as high as they can as a kite to be numb and not have to deal with it. You can take all that and give it over to your heavenly father, my friends. Your heavenly father will be the one who will say, come on, I'm going to clean up this mess. I'm going to clean up the mess you put yourself in. I'm going to give you opportunities again. Here we go. We're going to start from basics and from scratch, but I want to take you again under my wing. I'm going to love on you. I'm going to clean you up. I'm going to set your mind free. I'm going to set your heart to be healed. I'm going to set your mind way thinking of being better and positive. I'm going to prepare you physically because you've ruined your body. You've killed your body. You know, you've given it so so much substance, so many things that are not healthy for you. I'm going to restore you again and I'm going to give you a new diet, a new way of eating for your life so that you can restore your body. Because my friends, you know, there's the greatest thing that you could have in life is a sound mind. The greatest thing you can have is the peace of the Lord in your heart, in your spirit, in your soul. The greatest thing that you can have is physical, you know, strength that the Lord gives you. You know, when God created our bodies, he created our bodies, my friends, to rejuvenate uh, through seasons, through rejuvenate, through hard things we might endure with our bodies, especially naturally. God has, when he created this earth, he gave us so many different things on this earth, fruits, vegetables, herbs, you name it, different types of trees, different types of bushes. Different types of things, you know, uh, in the mountains and, and things in the back. I mean, he gave us so much that we could explore to use naturally to help us restore our bodies. You know, there are so many people today that are addicted to drugs, not just so much because they got into heroin or they got into doing coke or they got into smoking marijuana, but mostly because of all these over-the-counter drugs or drugs that, excuse me, even doctors are prescribing drugs you never even heard of. You know, they'd say, oh, this is going to help you with this situation, with this condition to your body, with this mindset in your mind. This is going to help you. But then you see all the little writing in the wall on the poster, or if you hear it on the television, how quickly it is saying all the different side effects that you're going to receive. Because this one thing that's targeting whatever area the doctors prescribed it's going to also target, you know, the other areas and could give it problems. So that's why when you hear, you know, even on the commercials, are you depressed? Are you feeling down and out? Are you feeling like you can't even have fa- enjoy your family events? Well, take this pill and you'll be perked right up. And you'll realize, oh, I can enjoy my time with my family. And take this pill today if you want to enjoy your, with your family too. And then all of a sudden you hear someone talking 100 miles per hour. Goes, and just to let you know, this has a side effect of that it might give you migraines. You might get headaches. It might give you diarrhea. You could possibly even get a stroke. Like they're talking 100 miles per hour. All the side effects, all the possibilities that that pill could cause. 
Now, the problem is if if uh if if commercials were really good, <laughs> they would say that slowly. If they really cared about you and cared about your body. After they told you about this great, you know, drug that you could take, they would also slowly say to you, and as a matter of fact, if you take the drugs and you start to have a good time with your family, there's a possibility you might start throwing up. Go to the doctor. There's a possibility you might get, you might black out. Go to the hospital. There's a, you know, but that, you never hear that part of the commercial. <laughs> Especially when it comes to the side effects. You only hear the, it's going 100 miles per hour, all the side effects, right? Or they make... Uh, or if it's on the poster, very, 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 very little rating, you know, in the bottom, you know, disclaimer, right? My friends, God didn't create us and create this earth for us to constantly be relying on things like that. He made us on this earth um, and gave us the things on this earth so we can, first, first and foremost, have relationship with him so that we have a great peace of mind with him in relationship. And then second of all, anything that he has created on this earth is so we have access to it naturally. If, it's, if we are suffering from anything in our bodies and we can go to these natural herbs that he created, we can go to these natural berries, natural oranges, natural fruits and vegetables that he's created to help our bodies. You ever hear the phrase of, you know, you are what you eat? I can tell you right now, I have been suffering like within the last year with a lot of acne. And I know that partially it's my fault because of some of the things I've eaten. In the beginning of this year and and, and a little bit over last year, I was eating a lot of junk. I was eating hot dogs and hamburgers and, I mean, you name it, a lot of sausages. And, you know, I was just eating stuff that I was not always used to eating because I consider myself to be a pretty good, healthy eater. You know, I make breakfast, lunch, and dinner for myself. You know, I cook from scratch, like things like that. And I'm very mindful of what what ingredients I put in my food when I'm making it. But then when you start buying all these, you know, fast food restaurant foods that are processed foods and or, or even from any other type of restaurant that you don't know what type of grease they're using, what type of ingredients, you just know it tastes good. But then you find out later, they, did they use olive oil or coconut oil? No, like I normally use. They use canola oil, some type of other crazy oil. And all of a sudden, I start breaking out. So this is my own fault. I I am experiencing right now with my face, acne, what I've eaten. (laughs) Because I am a true believer of you are what you eat, right? So because of that, it's the same thing. You know, what the people were feeding themselves at the time of Hosea was not good. They were indulging in things that were not healthy for themselves, and when we run back to God and we say, God, you know, um, forgive me of all this sin. Take away all these, these horrible wi- de- desires or wickedness that I have inside of my heart, in my mind, in my spirit. Take away these things that I am uh, going after that are not good for me. 
you know, God, accept me graciously. Give me grace during this time because I need it, because I know I've done wrong, because I know I've committed the sin. I know I've hurt people. I know I've hurt myself, but I need to get back on track with the right way of doing things with you and right way of doing things with life. And my friends, I got to tell you, you know, when Hosea was pleading with the people at this time to like turn around, run back to God, enough is enough, you've destroyed so much, you've made so much chaoticness, you know, um, it was a real time of urgency, my friends, it was a do or die time, and we can look at this today, and we can say to ourselves, you know what, this is a do or die time for us too, this is a do or die time for us. Let's look around, my friends. See what's happening around the world today. See what is happening all across different states, even across countries. There's a lot of wickedness going on, my friends. There's a lot of crime going on. There's a lot of things where people in leadership, the elites, are like making decisions that blow your mind. You're just like, how is this possible? You know, there's a lot going on in different communities, different societies. There's a lot going on in this world. And one thing we have to say to ourselves is, are we caught up in the things we're not supposed to be caught up in? And have we done wrong? Have we been wicked? Have we committed sin? And if we have, my friends, it's an opportunity for you to turn around, (laughs) do the 360, run back to God. Surrender to God. Give your life over to Jesus Christ. Start a new beginning for yourself. You know, there are many people who have various testimonies about what God has done for their lives, what he brought them out of, what he's helped them with, my friends. And we have to understand that God is a loving God who's just waiting on the sidelines for us to run back to him especially when he has given us all the warning signs, especially when he has, we have heard his voice, when he has spoken to us and said, turn around, my child, don't be hanging out here. This is not good for you. You're going to end up in trouble. You know, especially when you hear that voice of God who tells you, this is not the season for this now. This sounds good, but I'm telling you, it's going to destroy you in the end. But when if, we, if we're not, if we have heard that voice and we have not, uh, um, addressed or, or even uh, really realized like, hey, you know, I got to do what God is saying. I, I got to turn away from this thought that I'm thinking that I think is better than God. I mean, you still have an opportunity. God is still there. He's on the sideline waiting for you to come back to him. My, my friends, you know, God loves you so much because he created each and every one of us. He created us. You know, when you were in your mother's womb to be birthed, he created, he created you. You know, that's a miracle seed that happens. And people don't understand that. Life is precious, my friends. And when he created each life, he wants you to have a fulfilled, abundance, overflowing life. In him. In him. Not in anything else, but in him. And my friends, I got to tell you, it is very important for us to to realize that we still have an opportunity to turn back to God. It is never late. It is never late. The only time it'll be late is when you're six feet in the ground in a grave. 
that's when it'll be too late to still fulfill what God has for you to do in this life. And if you're looking around and seeing the news lately, you're noticing a lot of young people are dying. A lot of people are just dying, period. You know, we had an icon that just died not too long ago this week. You know, Tina Turner, for those of you who know her, you know her music, you know, you know the movies they made about her. I mean, she's a legacy to a lot of people. She just passed away. She lived her life, you know. The question in the end is, you know, did she live it for Christ? Did she live it for fame? You know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot about her story. I, I don't know. But I just ask those questions like, we don't know, right? But my friends, if you still have an opportunity to know for yourself <laughs> what type of life you're living right now, and if you know you're not living a good life, especially for the Lord, you still have time to turn around and start a newness. He'll give you a new beginning. He'll give you a new, a, a new pathway. He'll give you a, a, a special new assignment. But you need to like want to turn away from the sin that you're committing and really surrender it all to him. And you know, God is a loving God and I say it all the time, my friends. Yes, did we see in the previous chapters, 13 chapters, that he allowed things to happen to the community, to the people at the time of Hosea? Absolutely. Because God, God at times, even though he doesn't want us to fall, when we've he's spoken to us so many times and we don't pay any attention, we end up falling. We end up we end up facing consequences. And then he allows us to go through that. He's still there on the sideline, but he allows us to go through it. And it's through that process and through that experience and through that testing and trial that will determine if you come back to him or not. Many people go running back to God when they really realize they've done so wrong. And some people just continue to live their everyday life the way they want to, even though knowing they've done wrong. Knowing they have a resource to turn to God to help them. But pride and all these things set in and unfortunately overtake them. So my friends, when Hosea at this time was saying to the people, Hey, hey, run back. Say to him, take away all this junk. Take away all this iniquity. You know, uh, receive us graciously. Meaning, accept us back. Please accept me back, Lord. Please take me back. Please take me back. Help me. Help me find the, the, the true meaning of life again. Help me, help me kick this addiction. Help me kick this drunkenness that I do every night. You know, help me with this uh, sexual uh, thing that I have a problem with. Help me with the thoughts, the crazy thoughts that go in my mind. You know, God is there to help you, my friend. He will cleanse you. He will renew you. He will redeem you. And he will start doing something so brand new in your life. You'll be so amazed. And then it says here, Assyria shall not save us. We will not ride on horses. Nor will we say any more to the work of our hands. You are our gods. For in you the fatherless finds mercy. 
In other words, you know, the people that they were hanging out with at the time <laughs> uh, and the things that they were doing with other, you know, nations, those people were not going to help them. Those people were not going to save them because those were the people that they were dealing with um, that will, um, unfortunately, you know, they were the culprits to a lot of the stuff that the children of Israel were involved with. And here's the thing, prior to this, that Assyria shall not save us, there's also where it says, for we will offer the sacrifices of our lips. Listen, there has to come a time, my friends, where you have to confess everything with your lips. You must tell the Lord. He knows all everything you've done. It's not like he doesn't know it. But he wants to hear it from you. Because my friends, you know, if we literally have to confess and surrender everything we've done to the Lord. And when we do that, literally, okay, it's so that we can um, be free of the things that's irking us inside that we know we've done. You've got to confess it with your tongue. That's why it's so important, you know, to be in fellowship with sisters and brothers in Christ because you could go to each other and speak to each other confidently and, uh, and, and, you know, um, just open to speak to each other about what's happening in your lives so you could pray for each other, that people could pinpoint the situations of what you're dealing with. They can guide you and give you the correct scriptures to meditate on. You know, there's so many things that we can do to get us back into relationship with God. And, um, and when we do the sacrificing of our lips, you know, we are going to surrender. We're going to say to the Lord everything we've done. We're going to say to him, forgive me for I've sinned. Please take me back. You know, you're going to cry out to the Lord. You're going to um, weep to the Lord. You know, there's so many things that you're going to do in that moment. And when, because Assyria shall not save you, those people cannot help you. They cannot save you. They can't be the ones to come and say, oh, we got your back. Don't worry about it. That's not going to happen because they were the ones who were also part of this destruction that was happening at the time of Hosea. And we will not ride on horses. Absolutely not. No one's going to be able to do so. Because right now, you're no longer going to be on that great pedestal that you were on before, you know? And, um, and also with um, this time of repentance that you're coming back to the Lord, 
you know, you will no longer say that, like it says here, you are our gods, that the works of our hands are our gods. In other words, that everything that you have done yourself, that you claim and place yourself on a pedestal with and said, oh, I, it, this was my doing. I'm the one with the gift and the talent. I did it, not God. This didn't have anything to, you know, you're going to realize that it wasn't the works of your hand. It wasn't your sacrifice. It wasn't the time you put into it. It wasn't the, the, the things that you set out to do. It was God's blessing in your life, God's anointing in your life. And the things you acquired was because of the blessings he gave you, the people's hearts he touched so they can bless you. It wasn't just your doing, like it's just all about you. You know, because what happens, my friends, is we start to become very prideful and we start to say, oh, it was me. I'm the one who did that. No. It was God. And that's why sometimes people get really stuck in areas of their lives when they now start to claim that everything that they've acquired or have or gained, they did it themselves. No, God was right by your side, blessing you, anointing you, giving you divine appointment. He was the one who was setting things up for you. You you were just the, the, the human being that was functioning in, in that blessing of the Lord. But it was the Lord who gave it to you. And, you know, all these things that we spoke about before about, you know, now everyone's a god and a goddess, you know, this, this, this trend. And, you know, it's, it, it's interesting because a couple of um, years ago, I fell in, into this thing that I was working on with someone else on, on a little show. And, um, and there was always this thing about goddesses, you know, and I, that just never felt right with my spirit when I was on that little set doing that. I just knew that something was wrong. I was like, you know, I don't consider myself a goddess. I don't do that. God is the ultimate God that I surrender to. And I am a child of God. I'm not a goddess. So, you know, I already knew that there was going to come a time that I would not have to be part of that anymore. And the time came. And then I realized, you know, um, I, you know I, I, I knew that that because I was part of that and I knew because of the wordings that they were putting on certain scripts and, and certain skits and stuff, it made me realize that even when I am blessed in certain areas that God has given me, I'm always going to be tested and challenged. Uh, something's always going to come up that's going to try to deter me from that blessing. And, um, and I realized that it was that time in my life that I was being tested to determine, you know, am I fully relying on God or because now I have this little gig, am I just relying on myself and saying this is all about me and this is what I'm going to keep doing? We have to constantly evaluate that in our lives, my friends, you know, because every time you're blessed with something, you know, someone wants to try to come and take that blessing away from you. It's a given, right? You start facing obstacles. You, it's like, you know, I just got blessed by the Lord and all of a sudden all this opposition is coming. Yeah, because they want to take away that blessing. And it depends how you, how you act and react to that situation to sustain that blessing your Heavenly Father has given you. And my friends, it says here, you know, you, you know, nor will we say anymore to the work of our hands, you are our gods. No longer will we look at our hands, look at ourselves and go, 
Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't me. It was God. You'll understand that. You'll really realize that. You'll 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 figure out that what was I thinking all this time? Why did I think I was the it? You know? Why did I think I was like the one? I was the important one. No, the important one here in, in our lives, my friends, is our Heavenly Father, is Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. That's the important one. They're the important ones. It's not us. We're vessels on this earth fulfilling a task. And hopefully you're fulfilling the task that God would want you to do. So my friends, when I look at this, I'm like, you know, Hosea was really pleading with the people and saying, enough is enough. It's time to turn back. It's time to turn back. God is here. He's right here. He's waiting for you to embrace you. Turn back. Stop your wickedness. Stop what you're doing. Stop the sinning. Turn back to your Heavenly Father. He's going to have grace on you. And, you know, you will repent. Repent with your mouth. Confess with your mouth everything you've done unto Him. Realize that the other people are not going to be able to help you. No one's going to be able to help you but God in this situation. And all that stuff that you placed yourself on your own pedestal, that pedestal is going to come down. You're going to come right down to earth, flat land. And you're going to start from scratch. And then whatever you are going to do, you need to do according to God's will in your life. And it says here, for in you, the the fatherless finds mercy. In other words, those that don't, don't even have a father figure in their lives, those that have not, not even had a good... A mentor in their lives, those who have not had someone who's taken them under their wing, your heavenly father comes and becomes the ultimate father to them. My friends, there are many of you listening to me right now that maybe your parents passed on. Uh, maybe you never had a father figure in your life, even a mother figure. Because, you know, we I always address this to both, both genders. And, um, you know, maybe you felt like you know, you were never loved, like you didn't have a father figure, someone that was like a guardian to you or someone who was a mentor to you or someone who loved on you or showed you how to do life or showed you how to tie your tie, you know, show you how to, you know, uh, as ladies, you know, maybe do our nails, you know, show us how to, you know, uh, pluck out our brows, you know, I'm just saying just regular stuff, you know, because... Sometimes we need people like that in our lives that'll show us the right things of how to do things. Um, but I can tell you this, that if you, didn't nev- if you never had that in your life, if you always felt abandoned, because it's a lot of people dealing with abandonment issues because they never had a father figure in their lives um, or a mentor of some sort, I can tell you right now that it is never too late to get that father figure in your life with your heavenly father who loves you so much, your heavenly father who created you on this earth. I can tell you from my own experience, you know, even our own natural fathers who may have been in our lives, maybe may not even been a father to us, maybe never really gave us any type of nourishment or any type of, um, you know, mentoring. You know, some of you, if you've read my book, you know, you know that, you know, my dad was out of my life, you know, by the age of like seven. And, 
he didn't really fully come like truly truly back into my life to like I was 14 years old and then it was like on and off you know as he was visiting and I didn't really start to have a relationship with my dad till I was in my mid-20s you know and so there was a lot that I missed out on as a child a young teenager a young adult growing up um, to learn about my father and uh, it took some time that when I started with the relationship that I feel that my heavenly father at the time gave me the opportunity to have with my real biological father um, it took time to um, to really get to know my dad and for my dad to get to know me because I was already an adult and he was always looking at me as like I was still that seven-year-old child and it was a little bumpy road because, you know, you're an adult already and your father's treating you like a seven-year-old and you're like, something's wrong here. But I also realized it was his own trauma, whatever it is that he, you know, in the last uh, series <laughs> of our chapter in our lives, right, where, where he last saw me, that's all he knew. And because he didn't go through the process with me, um, he's trying to do catch-up. But he's doing catch-up from a very young age and it was hard because I had to like tell my dad like dad I'm not that seven-year-old girl anymore I'm not the 14 year old girl anymore not the 19 year old girl you know I'm an adult now I'm living my life um and it was interesting to see that when my dad and I would go let's say we went to a store or something because when he started visiting me and I was visiting him we go to a store, my dad would go to like a toy section and he would want to buy me like a toy. <laughs> you know, like not a toy toy, like a plastic one like a kid gets, but like if he saw like a carousel that you wind up and it goes around, you know, those little um, ornaments, you know, or if he saw like the, the globe, you know, like with the snow in it that you turn upside down and then you turn it back upside and then it's, you see the snow, you know. He wanted to buy me things like that. And I thought it was cute in the beginning. You know, I was like, okay, dad, because I get it. Like, he feels like he never did these things. I get it. So I'd get like one or two. I just said, okay, dad, you want to buy? Okay. But then after a while, I had to say to my dad, no, don't do that. Um... I want you to address me as an adult <laughs> and I want you to do adult things with me. Uh, I want to talk about life. I want to talk about your experiences, you know, as an adult when you were my age. So our Heavenly Father sees us as his children, right? Because he created us. We're always going to be his children. But he also deals with us as adults. And when he knows that you're an adult, because he knows all our ages, right? And he knows what you've done. He's not going to come with the baby milk anymore. <laughs> he's going to come with the solid meat and be like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is where you're supposed to be at. Because he knows every detail of your life. Even if you were not a part of his, he was still a part of yours because he saw everything you did. 
and he knows us inside out. So when I speak about that, even in the father, fatherly, biological nature of a relationship with my example, my dad, my dad didn't see a lot of things in between those gap ages that were missed, but my heavenly father did. My heavenly father knew what I was doing at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, right? Then 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, then 19, then 20, 21. My heavenly father saw all of that. He didn't miss a beat. My biological father did, but not my heavenly father. He saw everything I was doing because he created me, he created us, my friends. He knows everything. So you still have an opportunity to have relationship with him. It is never too late. It is never too late, my friends, because, you know, God will give us mercy. You know, he'll, he'll give us um, a new beginning that we don't feel we deserve. But he'll give it to us, providing we've surrendered, we've confessed, we've, and he'll redeem us. And he'll save us again. And he'll put us right on the right track. You know, and he'll set up to give us the correct purpose we're supposed to have. So my friends, you know, I hope you've been blessed by this message, passage, scripture. I know I have been. And um, at this time of Hosea, you know, finally, you know, bringing even more urgency to the community and what he's saying here, this is how we start to finally see that Israel starts to become restored. Right? There's a lot that we covered in all the prior chapters, chapter 1 to 13, that world that they deal with a lot. And now finally, after all that time, now it's coming to a moment of the wake up coffee moment. Wake up and smell the coffee moment. Uh, the realization moment. You know, the intervention moment, right? So my friends, I hope you've been blessed by this word. I know I have. I look forward to sharing the word again with you next week. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Happy Memorial Day weekend. As we remember those, you know, who have really sacrificed themselves for the freedoms in our country. We could never forget the freedom that we have on this land. Uh, we have freedom on this earth, and that's good. But there's nothing like having freedom with the Lord. Freedom with Christ, that is great. So I enjoy the rest of your weekend. Stay safe out there. Be mindful of the things that you're doing. And that, and um. You know, if you have the opportunity, share the word with someone. Speak to someone this weekend in the gatherings that you're going to be at. Speak with someone about God so that they can have an encounter uh, just as you have been having an encounter. So my friends, God bless you. And I look forward to sharing the word again with you next week. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's Word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the Word of God. <laughs>
The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life. 